We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Myself in the same category as Dwayne. Now Artest is jumped over the scores table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome everybody to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, April twenty third, twenty twenty one. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! This is our first live YouTube broadcast of the podcast. Let's just jump into the news. Uh, Ken, the race for the 10th in the East is, is getting serious. The Wizards of Washington have won six straight. Westbrook now has 27 triple doubles after Wednesday's win and he's starting to hit his free throws the Raptors have won four straight are they going to keep playing Lowry and Freddie Van Fleet fellas half a game separates Washington Chicago and Toronto for that cherished play in 10th spot who wins it guys and should we care (laughs) (laughs) should we care I think should be the leading question um (laughs) I think I I would like for Toronto to get there just because I, I kind of want to see Kyle. Like it feels, I, I would prefer to see Kyle Lowry play his last game as a Raptor in the playoffs or at least a play in game, you know, a game that means something. And you think of like he being, leaves the Raptors this off season. Ooh, I, uh, I think they overpay him. I think, I think they overpay him to stay, but go. I don't know. See, I don't know if they're uh, as a organization, if they're ready to move on entirely or they're just punting this specific year. I think that's kind of the question there, but I don't know. What do you think, Shannon? Is there one of these teams that either you want to make it, should make it, would be the most fun? Well, it seems like Washington's the one trying to make yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and they care the, the most. Yeah. Yes, it d- certainly seems like they care the most. Uh, you know, with with Westbrook and Beal and that star power, I, I think that's that's who I'm siding with. Um I just don't make it. I don't think it makes much sense for any of the other teams. Um, Toronto, Chicago is just a you know dumpster dumpster fire right now, and I, I I think for both Chicago and Toronto, it makes more sense for them not to not to really fight for that last spot. I know uh, Levine's supposed to come back in three days. Is it going to be gentle though, with minutes restrictions and on again, off again? What do we know about his injury, Alex? Zach Levine. I don't think we know a lot other than that it's well, it's a, it's a COVID thing. I mean, he has he. Uh, so I, we assume he has it because they immediately ruled him out for like two weeks. Um, yeah, so and that, with means guys, condi- that means possible conditioning issues. 
Yeah, you never know. I mean, Jason Tatum said he now uses an inhaler before game. Right. So, right. Um, and he was playing bad kind of, you know, like I'd say the first like five to ten games when he was back, he was just not bad, but he was just not as usual. You know what? He looked like he had condition issues. That's, right. You know, <laughs> like the talent was there, but he was tired and settling often when we wanted him driving into the bucket. Right. Okay. Uh it, probably the biggest news of the day, or I guess technically of yesterday, we had Anthony Davis uh, return for the Lakers last night. He played 17 minutes, went two of 10 from the field for four points, four rebounds, one steal, one block. Lakers lost to the Mavericks, 115 to 110. Drummond still had a big game, though. 14 points, 19 rebounds, three dimes, three blocks, and a steal. He's, he's vaulting one of my fantasy teams up in the <laughs> rankings after he didn't play for like two months. Uh, and LeBron remains weeks away. Is there anybody right now, Shannon, that you're worried about the fantasy value of with Anthony Davis back? Is this just less usage for Kuzma theoretically? Do you think Drummond is still going to get his, you know, like nightly 15-15? Yeah, I mean, the good news with Drummond is he only needs 25 or, you know, 25, 28 minutes, and he still can put up a pretty, pretty impressive fantasy line. He played 31 minutes last night. Um, You know, Anthony Davis not seeing much run yet that's probably going to be the norm for the next three four five games um they're probably going to slowly ramp up anthony davis i'll also i also assume he's going to sit um the occasional game moving forward so yeah don't, I, you, I do, don't you also think drummond or davis is more than happy to let drummond bang inside and get a few more rebounds than davis is used to snagging Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I think they do fit together somewhat because Davis Davis is a pretty good playmaker for for a big man. Um, you know, he has a, a better uh outside perimeter game uh than a lot of people his size. So I, I, I do think that they fit together well enough. Um so really it's Kuzma, it's Morris, those are the guys who are gonna see the biggest thing. You know, Mark Saul, but we already we already uh, went over that. Many, is there a, is, is there an NBA player where the ratio of hype to actual performance is more out of whack than Kyle Kuzma? Can I stop hearing about Kyle Kuzma, please? He's I mean, a big ass edge player. Some of that's just a function of him playing for LA, right? That's all dating models and all this. Like, stop it! I don't want to hear about him. Enough. It's, stop dating models. Can uh, can it? It's he can date whoever he wants. I just don't want to hear about it. It's a normal thing. L.A. and Boston players are always overhyped. Oh, ad, ad nauseum, you know. <laughs> uh, so we actually have some breaking news. Chris Boucher sprains his MCL and has no timetable Whoa. for a return. This is per Sham Sharania of uh, The Athletic and Stadium. Uh, it says Testerfield, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so well. That's that's kind of what I'm getting to. Is what what do we expect? Is this just Ken Birch time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Birch tree growing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had their. Uh, is it Gillespie? I don't know how to even pronounce the third center's name for them. Uh, but he's been playing like 17 minutes a game. He's got a block and a half. Like it could be him, Ken Birch. Um, they might just send Aaron Baines. Home. Well, they they also like Ananobi playing some minutes at the five. Whether that right. makes sense or not, it's debatable. But they may not have much of a choice, right? Yeah, Siakam has seen minutes at the five, so they they certainly can go smaller at times. But I, I really think it's it's Gillespie and uh, Ken Birch is the main winner, though. Ken Birch has already he's started four games in a row for him. Um, you know, he's playing between twenty five and thirty minutes each game with Boucher out. Uh, I have to assume he's going to be a guy that really steps up. Aaron Baines is already out of the rotation, so I'm not worried about him. I think this was Washington operatives that uh, snuck in and damaged Boucher in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never Assistant know. Assistant wizard GM. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I, I don't think I picked a single correct game for, for Boucher. Uh, on, the yeah. D- on, a, on a DFS right. slate, I was always <laughs> off by one game. The so. DFS Boucher nightmare ends. The roller coaster finally at least will be steady. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ken, <laughs> back to that Lakers game uh, where uh, we have Chris Depps Porzingis have some news. Yeah, he limped off in the third quarter with a sprained ankle. 
Uh, I think he's officially game time decision. We're not sure how it's going to affect their matchup. Uh, He's played in only 39 of Dallas's 58 games. The Mavericks are seventh in the West. You know, there are some trade deadline rumors about Porzingis a few uh, month or so ago. Uh, gents, this is obviously Luca's team. Assuming a first round flameout for the Mavs, where does Dallas go from here? The Unicorn's only 25 years old. If you're running the Mavericks for next season, what's your big move? I mean, I. I so I like Porzingis and Luca together. I think it makes sense, right, on the court. You know, it's kind of like LeBron and AD to some extent, but his injuries are becoming like a real problem. And he he was already. I mean, this is kind of how you know teams were already wary of him um, because of his injury situation. So, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to shop him. Like, I think I think you have to at least take offers. Um, for him because there may be a franchise desperate enough to, to take a chance. It's just, I don't, it, it feels like you're not going to get like a, a hundred cents on the dollar for him. You know, you're probably, uh, you're getting a, not something as good back. You almost yeah. wish the prior worst run Knicks were still really badly run. Cause they might make a terrible move to bring him back. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Tibbs is not going to make, he's not going to make that foolish call. Yeah, kind of uh, like how they brought Tim Hardaway Jr. back after uh, initially having him. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Now, I think uh, the key. I think the key for the Mavericks is just going to be finding those other, you know, third and fourth tier pieces. The guy, you know, like uh, an upgrade over Tim Hardaway Jr. or Josh yeah. Richardson, and getting creative by trading draft picks and, and salary to to get get a player who's kind of un, unwanted uh, at their at their current with their current team that, uh, you know, you basically mortgage future, probably packaging multiple draft picks and, and do something like, like Milwaukee did for Drew Holiday. Do you think they regret the Richardson Curry deal? I mean, Seth Curry hasn't been particularly healthy this season, so maybe not, but I feel like they need more shooting and they lost shooting when they brought in Richardson. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be, I think we'll kind of know in the playoffs because, you know, what he brings is, more defense and I think they were a team that definitely needed defense because they were you figure Luca can just by himself give you a top 10 offense maybe even a top five offense and if you surround him with defensive players that will help um good point point. Alex uh take us to the news out of Atlanta yeah uh yesterday an MRI revealed a grade two lateral ankle sprain for Trey Young um we like we don't really have a return timetable for him. So like if you go on the RotoWire website, it says we hope he returns on the 26th. That's optimistic. We just don't know. Uh, so Atlanta is currently tied for fifth in the East with Boston. Uh, Hawks lost in overtime last night to the Knicks. Ken, the four five matchup uh, between Atlanta and Boston. Uh <laughs> would you would Ooh. you be worried in the slightest to see a fully healthy Atlanta in the first round? Sure. I mean, anytime Trey Young is on a hot streak, you got to be concerned. Uh, the way Bogdanovich is playing lately, I like that a lot. I like Nate McMillan. The coaching moves he's he's done have all worked very well. Um, uh, you you asked me who I'd rather the Celtics play. Is that where you're going? Uh, you can, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. know, if if you have to play Atlanta or New York or Miami, I mean, Indiana. Who who do you want? Well, I'd love to have Indiana. Um, okay, because they're banged up. But uh, I, you know, I fear any team getting beat up by Tibbs's defense in the playoffs. Uh, I, you know, I feel like whoever faces the Knicks in that slow down, grind it out style uh, of the old nineties. I wouldn't want to deal with. I'd rather. I ex- expect the inexperienced kids of the Hawks to kind of fold a little more in the playoffs. But Shannon, you're shaking your head. No, I don't. I don't think the Knicks are going to make any noise in the playoffs. Uh, I think the teams will be able to center in on Randall, shut him down, and that's going to shut the the Knicks down. I'm I'm not. I'm not worried. I mean, I agree. They're going to play hard. They're going to play good defense. Uh, but I don't expect them to make any noise. I, I think they're a first round out. Well, hey, for back to the uh, young injury, though, with Young out, yeah. 
and maybe it's just two games, maybe it's six. Who gets the biggest boost uh, on this Hawks depth chart? Now, I want to let's let's talk about young, that young injury. You know, doing a, a very quick Google search, grade two ankle sprains. I've seen I'm seeing anywhere from four to six weeks, six to eight weeks. Um, you know, it could be shorter than that. Who know, we don't know for certain. But I mean, if you're entering your fancy playoffs, if this is the first week of your fancy playoffs coming up, or you're in your second week, I think it's safe to drop Trey Young. Um, I just I don't see him coming back in two weeks. I think it's probably closer to three or four, or you know they'll try to time it so he plays like one or two games before the playoffs. Um, it's probably going to be minimal. Uh, so I would say you know Brandon Goodwin is the obvious pickup. He'll probably step into the starting point guard role. Uh, he did that recently when Young missed a couple games, and he posted, I think, back-to-back 30-point fantasy outings. Um, and then Lou Williams um, is another guy who should see an increased role. Um, but the the really exciting you know player for me is if if you have Bogdanovich uh, on your team, he's probably going to see the biggest boost, and I think that's what we saw. He had a couple months, monster games with Young out uh, earlier this month. Nice. Uh- yeah, Ken, let's uh, let's move on to the Knicks. Well, I think we just need to show some love to the great season Julius Randle uh, is having. As pointed out very nicely uh, on his co- Nick Whalen's uh, most improved fantasy player article that's on Rotowire now. Please go to Rotowire and give that a look. Uh, as Nick points out, Randle has gone from 68th in total value, eight category leagues from last year, to fifth this year. Uh, for two big re- lottery, I mean, his production's better across the board, but there are two particularly glaring improvements. So last year he had 3.1 assists a game and shot a very pedestrian 28% from behind the arc. This year, folks may not know this, he's up to 6.1 assists a game, and he's shooting an eye-popping 41% from behind Three point, uh, the three point line, forty one percent. I have this written in the notes. The Shannon, you already answered. So I guess I'll ask Alex. Alex, what do you see the Knicks doing in the playoffs? I assume they'll lose in the first round, but some of it depends on who they get. Like I think if they got, if they somehow lucked into getting Charlotte, I think they could beat Charlotte. Um, same goes. <laughs> Maybe Indiana. It's tough, but the, I'm assuming that so many of these teams are bunched up, right? I mean, Lamelo Ball is coming back soon. You know, uh, Jalen Brown's got a shoulder injury for Boston. Miami's kind of still hurt. They're not playing well. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think the only the only team in the top nine that I think the Knicks would be is Charlotte. Um, I, I I think just because the betting. The way the bets are going to be placed, you know, it's possible the Knicks will be favored. I'm not sure, but my, as far as who I would pick, I would pick any of those other, other than Charlotte, you know, you can be Indiana, Miami, Boston, Atlanta, you know, assuming those teams are healthy, you know, we don't even have to discuss the top three, but you can be any of those other teams outside of Charlotte. If they're healthy, I I would favor them over the Knicks. If, if Trey Young is injured or maybe even fully out, you still like the Hawks over the Knicks? I do not. Okay. If healthy. Okay. Okay. Uh, we had Wendell Carter Jr. miss last night's game to due to right ankle soreness, which allowed Mo Bamba to make his first start <laughs> since December of 2018, uh, which uh, was a shocking fact. Great drafting magic. Year. <laughs> he had a, I mean, he actually had a good game uh, yeah, in did. this one, but... Yeah, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. over the last five games, 16 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, uh, steal and a half, shooting 61% from the field. But for next year, who is, I mean, who, who is the top Magic player? Um, I mean, is Mark Fultz? <laughs> you have Cole Anthony kind of emerging, uh, Chumo Kiki. I mean, Jonathan Isaac has a good shot of being the number one guy. Uh, what do you guys think? What's your initial, your first reaction on that? I think Isaac has the most upside, but we know how Coach Steve Clifford loves his bigs. When Carter turned 22 last week, there's still plenty of upside. Maybe it's a health issue, but I feel like actually with Clifford as the coach, Carter's the safest choice, but Isaac has the most upside because he's like nine foot ten with a 
12 foot wingspan. I'll agree. I'll agree with that assessment. Um, I, I definitely, from a fantasy perspective, I like Isaac the most. Um, obviously, the health issues with him and just the fact that he hasn't been able to put together a complete season, um, you know, is is worrisome. Um, I want to see if if uh, our boy our boy Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba can actually play some minutes together. Um, I think it's somewhat possible with the way Mo Bamba likes to hang around the three-point arc on offense. Um, but I don't, I don't know if they're there yet. I mean, that would be, it would be pretty insane if they had a front line of Isaac Bamba and, and Carter all starting um, just a block party. I'd love to see that, but, but who knows? I, I think the, the guard rotation certainly interesting as well. Um, and it's, well, it's, it's, to your with, point of playing together, you think Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz play well together or not? I'm no, I, that's that's a tough one as well. And I think you also have to uh, consider RJ Hampton. Um, it's going to be interesting because I think they might be paired. One of those two paired with RJ Hampton might be the better fit, um, at least on paper. But it's it's I think it's very much going to be to be determined um, and. I'm, it's going to be tough for me to commit to any of those three guys in fantasy last year, unless next year, unless they're coming on a, a extreme discount. I, I can't help remembering how badly the magic. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I can't fi- handle Victor Oladipo's time there and whether he should be point or shooting guard. And I feel like they're going to make that same exact mistake, even though I know it's a different regime. I worry they'll have the same mistake with these youngsters in the backcourt, but we'll see. Well, I, I can tell you that Cole Anth- neither Cole Anthony or Marco Fultz should ever have a shoot- shooting in the name of their position. <laughs> Fair. Cole Anthony can maybe get scoring guard, right? He's just like, <laughs> yeah. <he'll go>. yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Ken, let's jump to the fan feedback slash fan questions portion of the podcast. Yeah, shout out to super fan Mr. Power Metal who wanted to say hello to former third amigo DJ Trainer. Now that's a fan when you know the roster history of the Friday Fantasy Basketball Pod. Uh, uh, just for fans, they should know DJ's still with RotoWire. We didn't put him down, but he got promoted to a behind the scenes management gig. Anyway, Power Metal's question for Shannon Does he like Malachi Flynn or Killian Hayes? For rest of season, uh, I think I'm in the minority here, and I, I am being a fanboy. But it's <laughs> for me, it's Killian Hayes. I I just think that it's it's too risky with Flynn. You know, now that now that Fred VanVleet and Lowry are both back, and I understand they'll probably get some rest days. Uh, I just think Flynn's production is going to be too up and down. I know when Hayes does play, he's going to see big minutes. Um, it's it's and I still think that the Pistons are going to go to a rotation that's more you know instead of going every other game like they have this week you know essentially Hayes starts then he sits a game starts sits a game starts I think they're going to go and just it'll be you know eighty percent of the games he's in there starting uh, for for the stretch for the for the final stretch here this season they they need to get him the minutes and and the experience. 
Yeah, I mean, Shannon, you don't have to say it's like a fanboy take because you might be the only person watching the Pistons. You might, you are actually the head scout of the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> so this is inside access. Um, yeah, I, I think the, I, I think Shannon's right though. The main thing is just taking a look at how many back to backs the Pistons have because I, I don't think Hayes is playing in any of those, but it looks like it's only two back to backs that are left. So I, Hayes should only have two schedule missed games. Um, and one of those back-to-backs is like the fifth, fourth to last game of the season. So that that might not even be – that's probably not in your fantasy playoffs unless your league manager loves to extend it to the last day of the season. Uh, but, yeah, I'm worried about Malachi Flynn's minutes, essentially, with the Raptors pretending to – I mean, not pretending to be hurt anymore. Um, so, yeah, we're in agreement <laughs> there. Uh, and I think the Raptors were fined recently for arresting guys. Was it the Raptors? You're always on top of that, Alex. That may have been a day that I wasn't working, but it would not surprise me if they, oh yeah, they, they were fine. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. It was, yeah. All right. And then our second question comes from super fan Ramesh K who again wants to know uh, a Detroit Pistons answer. <laughs> Why the heck are the Pistons resting Jeremy Grant and Ramesh demands, I hold your feet to the fire, Shannon, and have you predict who will get most games played for said Pistons rest of season? Ooh, if, you're, if you're wrong, we'll be promoting you to a behind-the-scenes management. <laughs> <laughs> behind the woodshed. <laughs> DJ actually just texted me. He said, promoted? Question mark. <laughs> I got that message, too. Oh, man. It's, the Pistons. Back to the Pistons. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're resting... Jeremy Grant for tank reasons. It's just full blown tank mode. It's it's no surprise there. Um, if you know, if I had to feet to the fire, most games played rest of the season for the Pistons. It's, it's the bidet, Sadiq Sadiq Bay. Not beef stew. That's a good question. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's those those are the two. Those would be my top right. two. But yeah. Sadiq Bay is locked in the starting lineup. You know, no matter who they're sitting, he's in the starting lineup. So that's yeah. It's it's the bidet. The bidet. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Get fresh. <laughs> All right. Well, fans, if you'd like to ask, uh, like us to answer any question on uh, the pod, please leave it for us on YouTube in the comments. Yeah. Uh, let's jump to the waiver wire section of the podcast uh, where we go through players available in 50% of leagues and players available in less than 25% of leagues. I'll kick things off with Lou Dort, who is down to 40% rostered uh, in ESPN. He's been out with, he's been kind of in and out of the lineup with a hip injury. He missed a little bit of time. And I understand people are worried about the Thunder resting him because they're in a situation like the Pistons where they are resting even their good young players. Um, And, but the thing is, I mean, he had that huge game. He had that, what, 40 point game against the Jazz. and yeah, he went for 42 like against the Jazz. Attempts, something like that. <laughs> for, at least, 42, yeah. 42 <laughs> points on 31 attempts. Uh, the next game, next game he played after that 26 points. Next game he played after that 29 points, and he's been out the past two. He's questionable for tonight's game, I think. I say he's especially appealing if you have daily uh, roster moves because yeah. they're gonna he's gonna have 40, and then he's gonna sit for some mysterious elbow like Rodney Dangerfield. In a Caddyshack, uh, Judge, it's broken <laughs> because they're they don't uh, they're just like the Pistons. They want it, they want as many lottery balls as possible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely a, a risk because of that. That yeah, he's he's only played ten of the past fourteen games, so that that's really where the risk is. I I like him a lot as a player, especially with OKC sitting so many other players. Uh, but he is risky, so I agree that the daily moves leagues might be a little bit better for option for Dort. Also, if you need threes, he just lights it up. I mean, majority of points are from behind the arc. Yeah, 4.3 threes over the past four games for him, um, yeah. and that's on 50% shooting as well. Uh, Shannon, who is your player that's available in 50% of leagues? We mentioned him earlier, but it's Ken Birch. Uh, I, I think with Boucher out, it's uh, Ken Birch was already locked into the starting role with the Raptors, and I expect his minutes to grow. So in, in his four starts, uh, he has averaged 27 minutes, 9 points, 6.3 rebounds, 
in 1.8 blocks. Uh, yeah, I would expect those minutes to creep up at least a little bit, maybe get to 30, 31. Um, and then they go with Gillespie or whatever the heck that guy's name is, uh, you know, as, as the other backup center option, but Birch, Birch is not exciting. Um, you know, I, I, I am, he's like the, uh, Powell, who's the Powell guy from uh, Dallas? Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell. Yeah, he's he's like the the new. He Dwight might Powell. be duller. He might be duller than Powell. <laughs> yeah, they're both really dull. But uh, <laughs> he he definitely he will have some fancy value if if his minutes pick up even just a slight bit from where they are now, which you have to assume will happen with uh, Boucher out. Yeah, Dwight Powell at least can throw down some dunks. Uh, I. I can't say that I've ever seen Birch dunk with my own eyes. He uh, dunks, but it's like it's like he's double fighting gravity. It's the opposite of being on the moon, you know. It, you, you think he's gonna like hurt a lower back muscle? But it looks like I look like when I dunk on our little kids hoop in the back. <laughs> uh, okay, Ken. Who is your player that's available in fifty percent of leagues? All right. Well, I do think uh, I'm going to leave the point guard situation in Atlanta for Shannon, uh, but that's a, I love that pickup. Um, that was wise that you mentioned earlier, Shannon. But uh, how about a flyer on O'Shea Brissett uh, forward for the Pacers? Um, they just signed him to a three-year deal. And this is kind of banking a lot on the injuries they have uh, in Indianapolis. But I also wonder if they want to bring McBuckets off the bench. We could see Brissett start a power forward. He's only owned at 5%. So this is my long shot of the week, uh, 5% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, but exploded for a huge game uh, when uh, Sabonis was out. So I, I like a flyer there. Yeah, this this is kind of a reminder if you are in daily leagues, like especially during your playoffs, you should be streaming guys. You know, Brissett really came in. The, the Pacers were extremely shorthanded uh, in this most recent game. You had uh, Turner, Sabonis, McDermott, Sampson all gone. Uh, even Gogo was gone. So they, they didn't have anyone. And, and Brissett was forced to start at center and log all the minutes, I believe, at the position. He played like, yeah, 40, he played 40, 42, minutes. 42 minutes. So damn close. And uh, 23 and 12, two steals, three blocks. Three blocks. He He's... I think he's more of a streamer because I don't know that the Pacers will be this sh- that shorthanded even for their next game. Um, but he's someone to keep keep an eye on and and plug in when you can. Yeah, I mean he's someone who theoretically would take could take Goga Batatze's minutes, but he Brissett is only six foot seven, two hundred ten pounds. Like he was playing center out of pure necessity. So yes, yes, um, he. Yeah, he's he's definitely a streamer because you never know a Sabonis Turner's out indefinitely. So I mean, this is the um, team. This is the team where I've seen them list Edmund Sumner, Sumner as the starting power forward like <laughs> twice this past week. So yeah, they're very very short. Alex is taller than Sumner, I think. It's close. I it, it could be close. I'm looking up right now. Uh, he's six four one ninety six. I am basically the same size as him. Um, okay, so my available in less than twenty five. 25% of leagues player is DeAnthony Melton, uh, who is available in, uh, excuse me, who is rostered in 21% of Yahoo leagues and 7% of ESPN leagues. His breakout performance against the Nuggets was insane. Uh, played 41 minutes in the double OT game, 25 points, eight rebounds, six assists, four steals, but he played only 15 minutes in the next game, scored five points with no other stats. So that's concerning, but saving grace here is that on the season, He's only playing 20 minutes per game, but is still ranked 107th. So he's putting up good numbers, even in the limited time that he's getting. I think he's worth considering for even a 12-teamer with the minutes that he's getting because he should be around 15 to 20. He's not an automatic pickup in those, but he should – I mean, he should be there. If you're even in like a 16-teamer, he could be there. And I think in that case, he's like definitely worth a pickup because he's a – He's a huge steals guy. I he just was going to say good. sneaky steals. Yeah. 1.3 a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, that, that four steals in 41 minutes is very indicative of, of what he can do um, steals-wise. So that might be the safe move if you need guard help. But Shannon, what might be the exciting move 
if you need guard help. Uh, it's another guy we mentioned earlier. It's Brandon Goodwin. This is the time of the year you really need to take advantage of those injuries. So with Trey Young likely out for you know at least a couple of weeks, I would imagine. Uh, Goodwin's guy to, to pick up. You know he's he's averaging 12 more fantasy points per game uh, in the five games without Young. Uh, 16, almost 17 more minutes, jumps up from like 10 minutes per game to 27. Uh, and, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, in the two spot starts he had for Trey Young just last week or about 10 days ago, uh, he averaged 30, 32, 30, just under 32 fantasy oh, points. 30, oh, fantasy fantasy points. 37 fantasy. minutes and 37 yeah. minutes each of those 37 starts. Big yeah. minutes, big minutes. And, and those were close games. Uh, they were both down to the wire. So he had 17, 17 and a half, five rebounds, 5.5 assists, one steal, and uh three three-pointers made per game in those two starts. I think Lou Williams will be more of a factor. You know, he's gotten a little bit more time with the team. He'll, he'll probably get a bigger role role in the rotation uh, with Young out. But I, I still think Goodwin's going to be, you know, seeing good 30, 32 minutes per game with Young out. Yeah, and, and Goodwin's been the backup there for this is his second year. So he has some organizational trust built in. Uh so you're right. Him and Lou well Williams, said. for sure. Well said. I've got two two dull suggestions of the week, and they're both based on a rotowire.com feature I want to stress, which we recently improved. So uh, we have a schedule dropdown uh, or in the navigation on the basketball page, and it's an awesome schedule grid to see uh, not only game counts uh, for whatever dates you want to choose, because uh, we know how critical just games played and number of games are in setting your lineups. But we just increased the feature to highlight fantasy-friendly and fantasy-bad uh, potential opponents. So with that in mind, I have two very dull suggestions. Contavious Caldwell-Pope of the Lakers. He's only owned in 19% of Yahoo leagues. He's red hot now uh, once again uh, from behind the arc. He's got 16 triples in his last three games. We know LeBron's still a week away. Maybe more. Uh, the Lakers have four games next week, including three fantasy-friendly matchups with Orlando, Washington, and Sacramento. My other uh, schedule grid dull suggestion is Dorian Finney-Smith, owning 30% of Yahoo leagues. Dallas plays five games next week, and Finney-Smith's averaging 14 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 1.3 steals in his last four games only two teams have five games next week. I'm amazed that DFS hasn't picked up more of a following. He's been pretty solid, you know, not not too exciting. Yeah. Doesn't he's had a couple big games, but he's dull. Just, yeah, he's he is dull. He is the <laughs> the Ken Birch of of small forwards. <laughs> uh, okay, well, speaking of DFS, let's go to Friday DFS. Uh, seven games slate today. Um, we have some injuries, relatively big injuries. Uh, Clint Capella questionable, Jalen Brown, I think technically questionable, Kevin Durant, Lou Dort questionable, Kemba Walker. It's the second night of a back to back, so uh, we should probably consider him doubtful. Free Kemba, <laughs> free him from his knee tendon, I guess, or whatever he has. He said, uh, he said post game that he's healthy, feels fine, and he is not. I don't, he couldn't come out and say it, but I don't think he's happy with the sitting. Yeah, that's always a tough situation for for players, uh, especially veterans who've been in the league for a while. Um, okay, so let's let's jump into some suggestions here. I mean, I think the main thing, not the main thing, the first, one of the first things that stood out to me was revenge game for Kyrie Irving, uh, Brooklyn versus Boston. Uh, I, I mean, hey, he'll have Peyton Pritchard. He lit him up the last time. time. He lit them uh, up last time. Uh, yeah, I uh, especially since. Harden's out. Durant's questionable. Right. If if Durant's out, then this is. I mean, this is the play. He's ninety seven hundred. Uh, that's a salary on Fanduel. Um, I think. I think that's a strong go to option just right off the bat. Yeah, I I like Kyrie, uh, but I like him a lot more if Durant sits. So right. you know, I basically think he's like you know forty forty five fantasy points with Durant playing, and you know he has, he has a ceiling of 60, 65, uh, if Durant sits, um, he's coming off a really big game, 62 fantasy points in 37 minutes. Um, 
they will, they, you know, Boston's playing the second half of back-to-back as well. Like you mentioned, you know, I do worry about Marcus Smart. I, I saw Marcus Smart locked down uh, Devin Booker last night. And yeah, it, it does fouled out too. Frustration <laughs> yeah. factor. Yeah, it does. It does worry me somewhat, you know, even though Kyrie's had big games against Boston in the past, I, I still don't love the matchup, but he, you know, if Durant's out, you know, he's definitely one of high, high price guys to target. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you always have to worry about Marcus smart when you're playing, when you're playing Boston, that's, that's an yeah. important part of DFS uh, is, you know, just keeping an eye on, you know, who are the defensive stoppers on the other team? What position do they yeah. play? Maybe avoid guys uh, in that spot. On the, I guess on the same token, maybe play Joe Harris because then, you know, Marcus Smart won't be on him. Um, but I, I like um, one of the big guys I like is Kelly Olenek uh, going up against the Clippers. Uh, Clippers, obviously, yeah, they, they have Zubac out there. Zubac isn't chasing him out to the three-point line. I, same could be said about Christian Wood. I mean, I, I don't know who... Uh, Zubac has got guard one of those guys. Uh, Olenek's coming off of two kind of subpar games for him, under 20 fantasy points. Uh, but before that, I mean, he was lighting it up, 30 fantasy points regularly, um, you know, like averaging 35 over the 10 before that. He's only 5,200. So I just going to say only 5,200. Nice, cheap. Yeah, he, he fits in there for cash games, for GPPs. Uh, he's just he's easy to throw in. On a slate where you might not have Clint Capella, um, like the center options on the slate, like obviously people are going to play Jokic, Adebayo. That's another thing too. I don't, I don't want to steal all the suggestions. If Clint Capella is out, bam, Adebayo uh, going against the Hawks is <clears throat> yeah. probably a good call. That's who I temporarily have slotted in to my center spot on FanDuel. I've got Bam in there. I am watching the the uh, Capella news, not just for Bam, but also for John Collins. Uh, this will be Collins' third game or fourth game back since injury. His minutes have ramped up 20, 25, 27 minutes the three prior games. I would expect him to play more minutes tonight, especially if Capella sits. And then Atlanta as a whole, I really, you know, I, I think they're an interesting team and there's a lot of interesting options with Trey Young out tonight. Uh, you know, we mentioned Goodwin. I actually am not that big, that high on Goodwin for tonight because. FanDuel already adjusted his salary. He's at $5,000. Lou Williams at, at 5200 5, I actually – I like Kevin Herter. He, he's he's at the 5400 price range. He's kind of been in that mid-5,000 range for much of the season. Um, I think he's going to play gigantic minutes. He's played top 40 minutes twice in the past three games. Uh, and he'll have just more responsibility uh, with Young out. And then Bogdanovich. Um, you know, we've talked about how good he's been the past few weeks and, and he's seen his peaks, you know, those two games when young was out, uh, earlier this year or uh, a week or two ago, Bogdanovich was like approaching 50 points in each of those games, 50 fantasy points in each of those games. So I really like him tonight at 7,500 guys. I have a DFS question for you. Uh, looking at Washington, OKC, Washington, always a DFS friendly opponent. Over under is two thirty. Our man Dort is a game time decision. So who do you like in the Thunder lineup going against the Washington Wizards? Well, if Dort's in, I like him. Yeah. First things first. Yeah. Uh, if he's out, I mean Pokashevsky. I was just gonna I say you're going to Poku. Forty eight hundred on Fandle. You have to consider him. I mean he's he's he has. Uh, five, no, six games this season with at least 30 fantasy points. That's pretty good at 4,800. Obviously, you're talking about an up-tempo game. Um, and you can't, you know, you can't, like, completely throw out guys like Maladon. Um, they can always pop off. But, yeah, I mean, when Dort's out, it's it's like the Poku show, man. It's crazy. <laughs> and, like, Moses, the thing, the crazy thing is, too, Moses Brown isn't even Can we getting, get like, that T-shirt ordered for the pod? When Dort's out, it's the Poku show. I don't know <laughs> what the graphic is, but I'll, we'll think of something. Yeah. I, and one thing, the uh, like I was saying, the weird thing about OKC's rotation is, like, Moses Brown is not, like, he's not playing 30 minutes a game anymore. Him and Tony Bradley are, are like, splitting time now, which is bizarre. 
Um, yes, yes, I don't know, it is. Shannon, do you have do you have, do you have any do you have any other inputs on the <laughs> OKC situation, whether yeah. it be Moses Brown? It's tough. A week or two ago, you know, with Moses Brown at 5,700, I would have been all over that. But past three games, 20, 16, and 16 minutes, um, it's tough. It's tough to commit someone if they're, you know, if they're not guaranteed to see more minutes than that. Uh, then you've got guys like Baisley. Baisley's looked really good. He's played well the past couple games. He's seeing big minutes, 37 minutes in back-to-back games, uh, 38 and 39 fancy points in those two outings, but he's also priced up now. He's at he's at 6700. Uh, Poku is one of the more inter- interesting options because he's at 4800. Same thing for you know Isaiah Robbie. We've talked about him numerous times. He's at 4000. If he plays 27 minutes like he did last game, that's a pretty good price. He'll get, um, he'll get eight nine rebounds at least. You know, but even even like. Our boy, our boy, our boy, uh, boy, uh, Sivy, Sevy. I, I can't say his last name. Sivy? Sivy Mihailuk. Mihailuk, yes. That's, I just, there you go. Yeah. I, I, Four piston. It doesn't matter, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll never be able to say it. Sivy. Just say Sivy. When I look at it, it just looks like, uh, it Slide. looks like a DC universe villain. Uh, Alphabet suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, but it's really Dort. That's the guy, though. That the fifty-seven hundred dollar price tag for him. The fact that he's got a if sixty-five, sixty-five, forty-five, thirty-eight fantasy points in his past three outings. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of if he plays. Check so, your rotowire lineups before the, submitting line. Yes. Well, it's a it's a seven thirty Eastern tip for the first game. Um, that's when the first lineups lock. They play at eight p.m. Eastern, so there's a good chance we should know before lineup the first lineups lock uh, whether or not Dort's playing. And if he is, I I'm gonna have him in my lineup. Do you know what um, city Dort's from? By the way, you know what Dort Dort's born and raised. No idea. He's a he's a member of the Quebecois, Montreal or Montreal. Oh, Don't wow. hear a lot about Montreal NBAers. No, maybe not. Canadian national team for the Olympics, maybe. Um, that would be interesting. I think uh, the last guy, the last guy I want to bring up is Jaron Jackson Jr. Not necessarily just for DFS, but also like he's he's playing, he's back after uh, nine months off with the uh, meniscus tear. Uh, played 18 minutes in his ge- first game back, 15 points, eight rebounds, four blocks for 36 fantasy points. Um, FanDuel was not messing around. They put him up to $5,800, uh, his salary for today. So that's – I don't love it. Um, no. But, yeah, I, I at least had to mention that he's back because we didn't at the off the top. Yeah, it was great, and it was great to see him have such a great, uh, a big debut. But the 17 minutes is the concern. You know, we we all like the talent. So as soon as he's playing more minutes, I'll be more comfortable plugging him into my lineup. But I've actually got a similar guy who the big question marks minutes and whether or not I like him. Daniel Gafford, he's been one of my favorite cheap options uh, the past couple of weeks, basically since he got healthy again for the uh, um, for the Wizards. Now. Is is it is he gonna take over as their featured big man? Is he gonna see enough minutes? I I I'm somewhat optimistic. He played 24 minutes in the most recent game, 39 fantasy points. You know, if if I knew he was locked into like 28 minutes, I feel like he'd be a good play at, at the $5,300 price tag. But there is risk because he could end up playing 16 minutes instead of 25. Does this mean Alex is getting off the Alex Lynn bandwagon? <laughs> I, uh, man, I remember it was either last year or the year before there was this whole like long form article about how Alex Len was like going to realize his potential. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to be MVP. It's going to be like, I'm, I'm putting up 20 and 10 every night. Uh, but yeah, Gafford, Gafford is someone I've liked since I saw him in summer league. Um, and so yeah. he's getting some minutes now in, in Washington. Um, okay, Ken, I think it is time for your old man rant. My family hates basketball, and it's a problem. I missed the glorious Celtics win over the Warriors last Saturday because my family decided to take me out for a fancy dinner for my birthday. Okay, that's nice. But the Celtics are on. I wasn't even allowed to check my phone per an early no-phones proclamation from my well-intentioned wife. Okay, but the Celtics are on. Now my brother's family has moved to our state from Los Angeles. My brother is a variety artist, which means he juggles, walks on stilts, and breathes fire for a living. 
My brother didn't even know the Clippers were an NBA team until I bought him a Clipper t-shirt for Christmas. His family moved to Vermont, and this can only hurt my basketball viewing. I need to brainwash his six-year-old son to become a Celtics fan. ASAP. Darn you, family! Ah! I, uh, I, yeah, I'm imagining in a scenario, it's not the same, but like your parents are like mad, like why, you know, like when people used to be mad at their kids for listening to rock and roll, except <laughs> it's you and watching basketball. <laughs> Ken's in his room watching basketball oh, again. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> That's exactly it, except for my room is the basement and uh, I have a beer fridge very close. And it's your own house. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, as far as mispronounced names go, I think, well, I mean, we have the... Svee. Ma- yeah, Svee Mahailuk. Mahailuk. That one... I, I like out here in Alex. When Alex nails a name like that, I relish it. Well, part of it is I've typed it so many times, like I can also spell it without <laughs> looking. So that's... Impressive. impressive. Well, impressive is one way to put it. <laughs> impressive uh, or something that makes you question your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather say it than spell it. Uh, <laughs> other, other than that, I think we 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 avoid a Malachi disaster. Uh, <laughs> I think we pretty much nailed it. Um, I mean, we had some easy. I mean, you just have to look at our waiver wire suggestions: Dort, Melton, Birch, yeah. Goodwin, easy name. Dort. Uh, yeah, that'll. Uh, That'll do it for us, though. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the inaugural YouTube live slash. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook uh, edition. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah, we're going to go to New Orleans, uh, where basketball journalist Martin Rickman uh, was asked about Zion Williamson. He said, Zion Williamson's NBA comparison is a bear on roller skates with nunchucks. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.